Hey, what's going on guys? Jamie here and this is the first, let's call it a pilot episode of my podcast. I basically wanted to check out how it's podcasting for me. Uh, and yeah, I just like talking about technology. It's basically all I talk about with my friends. So yeah, here it is, a technology podcast. And well, what can the first episode of a technology podcast be? Uh, well, let's just fucking start big. And I'm going to give my awards for the best phones of 2019. So, uh, what authority do I have to actually like give a uh, phone, to make a phone award show? Well, basically I just used a lot of phones, like a lot of them. I think I had like 13 or 14 different phones in 2019. So yeah, that's quite a lot. And yeah, just uh, to get the bias out of the way, my current like daily driver is the uh, iPhone XR. Uh, this tool they use every day. Uh, but during the day I use phones from like Huawei, Oppo, uh, Xiaomi, like fucking uh, Samsung, and basically like everyone. I actually started the year with like a uh, Huawei Mate 20 Pro and a BlackBerry Key 2. So yeah, I used like a ton of different phones. And yeah, basically this is just like my experience of going through them and what I like about the industry, what I don't like about the industry. I'm basically like a, the uh, average all-around user, I guess. I just use like every single part of the phone. I need a great battery life, I need a great camera and a great screen. Like I'm pretty much the box standard user. I don't do any gaming on my phone. I don't really... Mm, yeah, I don't... Yeah, basically, uh, all I do on my phone is just, like uh, take a lot of photos, definitely use a lot of social media, create some content, post content to social media, sometimes write a blog post, and yeah, just like the normal standard usage. I'm not a developer, uh, so I don't have any biases that way. I am not a professional videographer like most YouTubers who do those sorts of awards, so I don't have any biases towards like the best video quality and like headphone jacks and stuff. So yeah, this is just like, just treat me like a power user who's just like, uh, or like a normal user who's just like very interested in tech, I guess. So uh, yeah, uh, let's get straight to the point and introduce the best phone awards. Now, of course, this is like 100% subjective. And yes, I totally like ripped the fucking format from MKBHD, just deal with it. And let me just open a beer because like, this is a podcast, this is not YouTube, nobody will punish me for drinking a beer. <laughs> this is actually great. Mm. Okay, so let's get started with the first category, which is going to be the best design. And uh, yeah, how it's, how it's going to work is I am going to give a number one award, that's the smartphone that the award goes to. Then there's going to be a number two award, which is like, uh, in some categories, there are some categories without it, but most of them have it. And yeah, a, the number two spot is basically a phone that would take the uh, award if the first one wasn't around, I guess. And honorable mentions are like phones that could contest for the award, but they have so, they lacked something to win. So yeah, uh, the best design in 2019 and I guess this is going to be a pretty surprising one because I don't think that anyone expected 
because like I don't, this is not a company that's massively popular in the West, uh, but I used that phone and it was like one of my favorite phones of the year and definitely my favorite when it comes to design. So the best design award goes to the Oppo Reno 10X Zoom. And holy shit, was that a great design phone. Like it has this beautiful flat and bezel-less display with just like, uh, and it, yeah, it was actually an amazing display too. And it has like those tiny, tiny bezels and the screen was flat unlike the OnePlus 7 Pro, which is why I actually put the Reno in the first place over the OnePlus. And uh, yeah, it was just like a beautiful, beautiful phone. And yeah, like the frosted glass on the back, that uh, I'm talking about the green version because that's the one that I had. And yeah, the black version was like pretty meh. I would definitely not give the award to that one. But the green one had like the matte glass before the iPhone had it. It had like the pop-up camera, which was amazing. Yeah, and just like no notch, no hole punch, no interruptions. That was a beautiful phone. And also another beautiful phone with like no notch, no hole punch or anything takes the number two spot. And that is going to be the OnePlus 7 and 7T Pro. This was honestly like such a beautiful device. Uh, like I had the 7T Pro, I never used the regular 7 Pro and the matte glass was great. And yeah, the camera bump was pretty nice. Although not as nice as the flash camera bump on the Oppo Reno 10X, which is one of the reasons why the Oppo won it. And yeah, and the display was curved, which looked nice, but I actually do prefer like a more flat look to my smartphones, uh, which is why the OnePlus 7 Pro is only number two behind the Oppo. And some honorable mentions, actually there were quite a lot, and I think like pretty much every manufacturer deserved it. So I'm going to have like four honorable mentions for this category, because like so many people just killed it when it comes to design. But those honorable mentions are just phones that have some flaws which didn't allow me to give them the number one spot or the number two spot even. So the first one is actually going to go to the Xiaomi Mi 9T Pro and that was a budget phone actually. It cost I think like around $400 and it, it's, it's like the same story as the Oppo and OnePlus. Uh, I think you are getting a taste from, uh, you are getting a taste from my taste when it comes to smartphone design. Yeah, uh, it had a bezel-less screen. It was also flat. Um, the only reason why it couldn't really win was the bezels were just a tiny, tiny bit bigger than on the Oppo and OnePlus, and also the back. Um, it was not my favorite. I actually specially imported the. Uh, white version, which is actually not available here in Poland. We only got the black, blue and red ones. Uh, the white one was quite a bit nicer and I imported that one, but still not enough to break into the top two. Uh, second honorable mention is going to go to the iPhone 11, not the 11 Pro, the regular 11, because I think that was actually the more visually striking phone of the year. And especially in that red color, oh my God. That device was beautiful. The red, the lavender one, and I also think the mint one was just beautiful. Like, uh, I actually wouldn't get the mint one because it doesn't fit like my design lifestyle. I like a lot of orange or green colors. 
So, um, yeah, like this mint, it's not really my thing, but it was just like beautiful to look at. And the red, oh my God, the red. I'm kind of sad that I get, didn't get the coral, uh, that I didn't continue the coral, co coral color. Holy shit, that's a mouthful. From the iPhone XR, which is why I didn't get the award. Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, yeah, the reason why the iPhone 11 didn't get the award is because it has thicker bezels and also because of the notch, which I'm not against. I have a notch on my iPhone XR and also uh, the Huawei Mate 20 Pro, which was my favorite design of 2018, had a notch like this too. Uh, as long as the notch is wide and not a teardrop one, I'm fine with the notch, uh, as long as there are like some face ID sensors and so on. I, I would have preferred a pop-up camera, but uh, Apple is really not the kind of company to do that, so I expected it. And the third honorable mention is going to go to the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus, uh, especially in that white color. It was just like gorgeous, gorgeous, beautiful device. I loved it so much. And yeah, the only reason why I didn't win uh, is the hole punch, which uh, I still think that the S10 Plus did the best hole punch ever. Uh, but because like when I have an interruption in my screen, I prefer to have it wide and not just like a tiny dot. I know I'm weird like that. But still, the fact that the hole punch was on the right side and on the left and it just like pushed the time to the center of the phone, I didn't quite like that and that's why it couldn't win the design award. And the fourth and final honorable mention for this category, wow, I went long on that, uh, is going to be the Pixel 4, which it didn't look the best from the front, but holy shit, have you seen the back? Like the orange version with those matte black sides and the matte orange glass on the, on the back. It's just like, it's my favorite color of phone ever. I actually didn't own a Pixel 4. Uh, it was like the only 20, uh, 2019 flagship that I did not use. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't have the... Uh, yeah, like just, uh, I only seen the white version in person and that's the one that I tested for two days uh, before I had to return the phone, which I will talk about later. Uh, and yeah, the white one was pretty good too. The black one was meh, but the orange one, oh my God, I so wish I could have gotten that one. But anyway, uh, that's, yeah, that's the design award. The best design of the year just goes to the Oppo Reno 10X Zoom. That phone was just like, gorgeous, beautiful, and I loved it. Okay, so the second award is the best power user phone, which is, yeah, basically the best phone uh, that could like be your only computer. If you had to just like uh, have no PC, no laptop, no tablet, no anything, just your phone, what would be the best one to have? And that award, uh, unsurprisingly, is going to go to the iPhone 11 Pro Max. Like, if you just, if you had to have one device for all of your computing, for taking photos, for uh, just like uh, web browsing, for doing all your productivity, I could not imagine a better device than the iPhone 11 Pro. 
the battery life on that thing is fantastic. Uh, the speed, the just like the smoothness, the camera, everything about the iPhone 11 Pro Max is just like completely perfect. I absolutely love this phone. And yeah, if you are a power user, even if you come from an Android, you should totally try this phone because it's just it's just the best. There is no competition for this year. The closest it got to competition is going to be the phone that got my number two spot on the list, uh, which is going to be the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus. And for years, that was the definition of the power user phone. And pretty much, yeah, every single year until like 2018, where the Huawei Mate 20 Pro would have snatched it, the, the Galaxy Note would have been the phone that takes this category. But this year, just like, the Note 10 Plus was still great. It still had good battery life. I'm not going to say great because I had some problems with it. And yeah, the camera was great. And it was still a great phone and the stylus is a fantastic addition. But it's like, the iPhone was just better. And the iPhone is going to get updates for longer, which if you're buying this as your only computer, presumably you're going to be keeping it for a while. So yeah, uh, iPhone 11 Pro, Max takes the best power user phone award. And I have some honorable mentions here too as well. And that's going to be the Asus Zenfone 6 actually. And that phone, that phone is pretty damn good too. It has a big as 5,000 mAh battery. So if power user for you means that this device needs to reliably last you all day and you cannot afford an iPhone, the Zenfone 6 is going to be the best bet. It's got a fantastic long-lasting battery, a great display, and yeah, it pretty much does everything well. It's running a stock clean build of Android, and I love it. And the other honorable mention, which is uh, like, I guess, the best power user phone on the budget side, unsurprisingly, this is going to go to the Xiaomi Mi 90 Pro which is just like a fantastic value phone for $400 or like, uh, what, what, what does it cost, like 1500 here in Poland. It's just like such a fantastic deal. It's cheap, it's got the flagship processor, it's got a great camera, it's got great battery life, it's got fast charging. It does like everything. And uh, the only thing that I guess lacks in it is great haptics. But, you know, that's like, it's fine. You can get used to it and it does everything so well that you can forgive it, especially for this price. Like for this price, this phone has everything. It even has the headphone jack, if you care about that, which I actually, I had the AirPods since like 2017. And yeah, so I don't really use wired headphones anymore, but yeah. If you care about headphone jacks, Mi 90 Pro. <laughs> so the next category is going to be the best camera in a smartphone. And this is unsurprisingly, like many other categories in this show, going to go to the iPhone 11 Pro. Because honestly, the iPhone 11 Pro's camera was just like the one to beat this year. And it's going to be the one to beat going into 2020. And honestly, I'm not sure if anyone can, because 
the um, like just the amount of the fusion of software and hardware that Apple put together is unparalleled from anyone else in the industry. It's just like uh, there are phones with better image processing and there are phones with better hardware, but there is no phone that has this mix of hardware and software, which is why I don't think that anyone comes even close to the iPhone 11 Pro. The consistency between the three cameras, uh, which yes, I would agree with some people saying that the ultra wide camera on the iPhone 11 series is not the best, uh, but still the consistency of the colors between the camera is really nice. And overall the consistency of the phone, like I love the quote that uh, Lion's Tech Tips, I think, said about the phone. It's like, when you compare it to all the other flagships, it's not always the best, but in pretty much every photo that you take, it's going to be either the best or the second best. The consistency here is just like unparalleled. So, uh, and on top of that, the video capabilities that this phone has is just like unmatched by any of the competition, straight up. So the second spot is actually going to go to the iPhone 11, which is just like mind-blowingly good. It's just like, it's the same main and ultra-wide camera as the iPhone 11 Pro. The only difference here is there is no telephoto lens, which is sad because I love telephoto lenses, but what can you do? So the honorable mentions for this category are going to be the Pixel 4 and the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus, because I actually think that both of those companies have better camera processing than uh, Apple has. Like they have better camera software than Apple, but there's just like, the hardware is lacking for them, especially for the Pixel. It uses like such an old, such a small sensor that just like the images, especially in low light come out very grainy. And same for the Samsung, like the, the, the software on those phones is amazing, but like there's only so much you can do in software. And I really hope those companies will update their, their hardware in 2020, which it looks like at least Samsung is doing that for the S11 or S20 series. So yeah, I hope Google follows suit. Okay, so the next category, best battery life, uh, iPhone 11 Pro Max, no contest. This phone is a beast. While I personally didn't test it out, I tested the small 11 Pro and holy shit, the battery life on that thing is already pretty damn good. Like the only phone that I tried that has a better battery life than it is the uh, Huawei Mate 20 Pro, which is a king. But from what I heard, the Pro Max beats even the Mate 20 Pro, which is like, mind blowing. This is like crazy, crazy good. Like this phone, if you, are a, if you are a light user, can reliably last you two days, which is, I think, the first time that I can say that about any smartphone, which is crazy. And the second place in this category, and like unquestionably the best battery life in an Android phone, asterisk, uh, goes to the Asus Zenfone 6, which... Oh my god, 
like a 5000 milliamp hour battery yes please the software here responsible for the battery wasn't the best so i still think that the huawei mate 20 pro from from 2018 actually got better battery life than the Zenfone 6 as well as having faster charging so yeah that's why i put the asterisk here because i don't think this is the best uh best battery life that you can get in an android phone period but this is the best battery life that you can get in an android phone that's like legal to use i guess so yeah and honorable mention for this category goes to like the huawei mate 30 pro which is an amazing smartphone but sadly cannot get on this list because yeah just i couldn't even try it because of the bank but supposedly it has even better battery life than the iPhone 11 Pro Max, which is just like, we're getting into crazy territory here and I love it. Okay, and the next award, the best budget phone. I think there's no surprise here. It goes to the Xiaomi Mi 90T Pro. It was just like crazy good, like almost flagship experience at like not even half the price, it's like, 40% of the price, which is like really impressive. I love this phone. I loved using it. I loved everything it has to offer. And yeah, I think it's like a $400 phone. It's like good enough for even power users to use. Like, I don't think there has ever been a time where I could say this about any smartphone. But yeah, this is the one. Like, even the Pocophone had like a poor display bad design, plastic build quality, the camera wasn't the best, but the Mi 90 Pro just like fixes all of those shortcomings. It's just like such a fantastic phone. And the honorable mention here, I would have probably put it in second place, but since I, I didn't actually test this phone, oh well, it's going to be the Pixel 3a. Um, yeah, it's just like a fantastic device. The reason why it's wouldn't got number one, even, uh, even if I did test it, is because of the mid-range processor used, which, uh, yeah, it still matters, guys. It's like, you can see it. There is a difference. I used, um, I tested both like the Mi 90 Pro and the regular Mi 90 uh, with like the Snapdragon 730. And yeah, the Mi 90 was, noticeably slower than the 90 Pro and the Pixel 3a has an even worse processor so yep still no chance for that to get number one but it also had fantastic battery life and pretty much the same camera as the Pixel 3 which is crazy if you're living in the US and you don't have access to the Mi 90 Pro like we have here yeah just buy a Pixel 3a so now I'm actually going to have two negative, two negative categories before we move on to the positives. And the first one of those negative categories is going to be the most overhyped trend of the year. And that's going to go to higher refresh rate displays, guys. Like I tested this on the OnePlus 7 Pro and honestly, like it's, it's not a big enough difference for you to really notice in your day-to-day -day use. And the impact it has on battery life, especially like on the Pixel 4. I used the Pixel 4 for like two days, just like borrowed from a friend. 
and it was excruciating how bad the battery life was. Now, turning off the uh, 90 hertz display helped a lot uh, when it comes to that. And also on my OnePlus 7 Pro, uh, 7T Pro, which I used as a, like a daily driver for a couple of weeks, um, it was the same thing. When I disabled 90 hertz, the battery life improved significantly. And really, like, I think that the technology is not mature enough yet. The batteries we have are not good enough yet. And yeah, like just high refresh rate displays are nice. But if you really want to improve the smoothness of your phone, I would have just worked on the animation because like the iPhone 11, uh, just even with a 60 hertz display, still feels like a lot smoother than the OnePlus phone or the Pixel phone just because the iPhone's animations are so good. So yeah, most overhyped, most overhyped trend of 2019, high refresh rate. And now the second negative category is going to be the biggest disappointment of the year. And honestly, until like pretty much November, I had it on lock. Uh, this award was going to go to the Huawei ban because like this single policy made by Donald Trump in the USA basically erased like the best company on the market from the market. It's like the Huawei Mate 20 Pro was like the best smartphone I have ever used in my entire life. And the Mate 30 Pro improves on that. And suddenly we cannot even buy it here in the West. And even if we did, it's pretty much useless because it doesn't have access to all of the apps that we love. So that was going to be my biggest disappointment of the year, but it's getting the number two spot. So what could be that? Well, the Pixel 4. Just like this phone was such a clusterfuck. Like everything about the phone, it's like, ah. Uh, because it has some good concepts that I want to love. It's the second phone after the Mate 20 Pro to implement like 3D face unlock on Android. It's, it, it's got a beautiful design. It's, yeah, it's such a good phone. It has a great camera and they went with a dual camera setup this time. They went with a uh, normal camera and a telephoto camera, which if you are going with only two, this is the correct setup. Come at me of the ultra wide angle people. This is the correct way to go. But there was this like one thing about this phone that it's like completely crossed it out for me. And that's battery life. Like in the year where every single phone improved their battery life, it's just like, it's hard to use a device with like not only 2800 mAh, which would be bad in any phone, but to put a 90 hertz display on top of that, it resulted in the worst battery life I have gotten since, well, basically the iPhone 7. It was this bad. Like, it was horrible. And uh, this is a phone that when I borrowed it for two days from a friend, uh, during that time I had to recharge it eight times. 
that's four charges per day. That's like crazy tower. This device was like a complete dumpster fire that I just could not recommend to anyone. And yeah, and also a honorable mention for uh, the biggest disappointment of the year, uh, which I was really sad about, but even with all of my friends, I couldn't place it over the Huawei Band and over the Pixel 4, it's that there was no new BlackBerry phone this year, which is really sad. I love the BlackBerry Key 2, but hey, I guess people didn't buy it, which is a shame and you should be ashamed that you didn't, but hey, that's how the world works. <laughs> Okay, back to the positives. The next category is the most improved phone of 2019. And I've got two phones that were really, really close. I really wanted to give it to the second phone, but it has already won a bunch of awards. And honestly, I think the one I picked for number one just, yeah, should just take it. And that's the Asus Zenfone 6. Like, do you remember the Zenfone 5? I do. It was trash. It was a phone that I would not recommend to anyone. It was basically a clone of the iPhone 10 with like a terrible, terrible camera. It had terrible software. It was slow. It was just painful to use. Well, the Zenfone 6 on the other hand was a beautiful phone, which I didn't really like the design on the back. It was like too gamery for me, but hey, and but yeah, but still, like the front was a beautiful design with no bezels, no notches, no cutouts. It was beautiful. Uh, it had a rotating rotating camera that could like do some crazy panoramas, and actually the camera quality wasn't bad at all. It's a fantastic battery life. It was fast. It had a great screen despite it being LCD. And yeah, it was just like one of my favorite phones of the year. If I was forced to use an Android phone, uh, outside of like, you know, uh, outside of like the obvious choices like Samsung, I would have actually gone for the Zenfone 6. Yeah, it was a pretty good phone for a pretty good price. And it definitely improved a lot over the Zenfone, Zenfone 5. And actually, I think between this and the ROG phone, which... I didn't test and I have no intentions of testing it because it's just ugly. <laughs> but hey, that's just my opinion. Uh, I think we have a new player on the market, which I'm really excited for Asus because, you know, I said that about Razer before, so I'm cautious. But yeah, I really think we do have a new player in the flagship market. And yeah, the second place goes to the iPhone 11 Pro. Because honestly, the iPhone XS was trash. It had terrible battery life. It had good, but not a great camera. And the iPhone 11 Pro improved the camera to the best one on the market and improved the battery life to the best one on the market. So now I think just like the iPhone is the phone to buy again. It's like, remember like back in 2015 and earlier where just like iPhones were unquestionably the best phones on the market and the Androids were basically the phones you bought when you couldn't afford an iPhone. 
Well, I think it's, yeah, this is how it is again, pretty much. <laughs> because the iPhone 11 Pro improved so much over the 10s to take the leadership of the market again. It's great. And the honorable mention in this category is going to be the Oppo Reno 10X Zoom. Because honestly, it was a fantastic phone. Like everything about it, besides the software, was great. And if it's run a better version of software, like uh, I'm not even dreaming of iOS because obviously, but if it's run like One UI or like Huawei's EMUI or even stock Android, I would have just like totally used this phone as my daily driver. ColorOS 6 wasn't bad, but it wasn't good either. But still, it was so much better than anything Oppo has put out in the recent years, which I think is why it deserves an honorable mention. Okay, so the next category is the best trend of 2019. And there were a lot of things I liked about phones in 2019, but the thing I liked the most was bigger batteries. Finally, like every single phone besides the Pixel had a decently sized battery this year. Like the iPhone improved their battery life, uh, Samsung improved their battery life, OnePlus did, okay, OnePlus, not really, they were good, but still. Uh, Huawei, if they weren't banned, they had great battery life. Asus, Xiaomi, Oppo, pretty much everyone but Google and Sony, out of all people, delivered good battery life this year, which is an amazing trend that I hope to see continue in 2020, which is why I hope that not every flagship will be 90 hertz, please. <laughs> okay, so the next trend that I loved in 2019, that I know for sure is going out in 2020, was bezel-less screens. And by that I mean screens with no notches, no hole punches, but with a pop-up camera instead. It seems like the manufacturers are preferring the hole punch over the pop-up camera, which is sad. I know why, why it is. It's a lot easier to manufacture a hole punch display. But still, let's get an F for it in chat. Okay, and an honorable mention in this category is going to be cheap flagship smartphones. Like, um, and what I'm thinking of cheap flagships is basically like flagship smartphones at the old price point that the flagship smartphones used to have, which is around $700 or $3,000, $3,500 here in Poland. Uh, so yeah, phones like um, phones like the iPhone 11, uh, phones like the Galaxy S10e, uh, phones like what was it this year? Like the Oppo Reno 10X also came out at around this price. Uh, the OnePlus 7T Pro still uh, classic, like it's still set at, at around this price point, which is great. I hope to see more phones at this price point. Because honestly, those phones tend to be good enough. And you don't really need to buy a $1,000 smartphones where you can just get one for 700 that does pretty much everything that the $1,000 one does. Minus some luxury features like 
an OLED display in the case of the iPhone 11 or like a bigger battery in case of the S10e or, and the telephoto camera, I guess. Uh, and yeah, like this price point is, I think, the sweet spot because I don't think most people should be getting like $8,000 smartphones, uh, but $700 is like the amount that I can reasonably see a person spending on a smartphone. And yeah, this year, they are getting flagship experience at that price point again, which I think is great. Okay, and the last category before we go to phone of the year, it's going to be the best software of the year. And of course, this is subjective, like all of the other categories, but the best software of the year goes by far to iOS 13. It's stable, it's smooth, uh, yeah, it is stable after some bug fixes, but now it runs perfectly. Uh, and yeah, it has every single feature we asked Apple to deliver. It has like a working files app. It has, uh, you know, you can like finally download files directly to your phone and know where they are. Uh, it has dark mode. It's just, it has so many usability improvements that just make using an iPhone just like, a unparalleled experience. I actually was stuck on an iPhone 7 for a part of the year when my finances kind of went to shit and my Mate 20 Pro broke. And honestly, if it was iOS 12, I would have probably hated it a lot more than I did. But iOS 13 just made using the phone so much better. It actually improved the performance and the battery life. Yeah, it was great. So the second place goes to Samsung's One UI. I think this is the best Android skin right now. Mm. Even if it still isn't as fast and as good as, as battery life as something like EMUI or stock Android, it's got the most cohesive aesthetic out of any skin on Android. And yeah, I, I absolutely love like uh, the fact that they made everything just like about one hand operation and like all of the important interactive stuff is in the lower part of this, the screen, which is just like beautiful. Uh, yeah, I used on the One UI on the Note 9 and on the Galaxy S10 this year and I had no complaints. It was a beautiful experience. And an honorable mention when it comes to best uh, software this year, goes to Huawei's EMUI because honestly I think this is the first time where Huawei's software isn't bad like uh, the Android 10 update uh, just like made the aesthetic so much better and yeah I think that now EMUI has like all the features that you need it isn't as annoyingly locked down as previous versions of EMUI were and yeah it's just like and overall, actually really good piece of software that I think is like way better than stock Android right now. So yeah, this is the best software out there. And now for the final award. Okay, so phone of the year. Without further ado, this award goes to the iPhone 11. I absolutely adore what Apple has done here. It's a phone that's good enough for pretty much everyone. It has 
a fantastic camera, it has great battery life, it has a very good display despite being a lower resolution LCD panel, it has Face ID, it has like um, the fastest processor on the market, it's fast, it runs well, it, 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 just, it just works. <laughs> it's such a perfect smartphone. And for this price, they actually lowered the price from the iPhone XR last year, which was already the best selling phone in the world. And the iPhone 11 is so much better and it's cheaper. Like, I'm sorry, but there's no way I could have given it to any phone. Apple cleaned up this year in software, in hardware. They were amazing. So the second spot, and I am going to get flamed to shit for that, goes to the iPhone 11 Pro and 11 Pro Max. Because honestly, if you have to buy like a flagship thousand dollar phone, just buy this one. It's the, it's the best one. It has the best camera, it has the best battery life, it has the best software, it's the smoothest. It's, it's just the best. There is no competition in the thousand dollar market. And there, like, unless you are totally locked into like Google's ecosystem or totally locked into Android and have like bought a thousand Android apps in the past or you never used an iPhone and you don't want to learn it. There is no reason I would ever recommend an, any Android flagship over the 11 Pro. It's, it's mind-boggling how far Apple has come in the last year because they improved their software massively. They fixed pretty much every single gripe I had with iOS 12, like not being able to control Spotify through Siri, like um, not being able to save files locally. The only th gripe I still have with iOS is not being able to set default apps, but yeah, maybe it's coming next year, hopefully. And they fixed the battery life, they fixed the cameras, they just made this phone a no-brainer. Yes, I don't like the notch. Yes, I don't think the design on the Pro was the best one. But still, if I were to spend a thousand dollars on a smartphone, there is no other choice, honestly. So, honorable mentions, uh, and if you have to buy an Android flagship, I think you should go for the Galaxy S10 Plus. Uh, why the S10 Plus instead of the Note 10 Plus? Well, because it came down in price, so yeah, and you get, still get pretty much the same thing as the Note 10 Plus, just without the stylus, but with a much better design. So yeah, it's a toss-up, they are both great phones, but unless you need the stylus, take the S10 Plus over the Note 10 Plus. Um, so yeah, and another honorable mention should go to the OnePlus 70 Pro, which, if you don't care about camera, buy this one. It's great at everything but camera. The camera is, it's actually weird. The camera on the OnePlus is, it's weird. <laughs> it's good at everything besides the basics like the normal easiest photos that you would expect to take like daytime photography is just bad on it from the main camera meanwhile it has a fantastic uh, telephoto lens it has a fantastic ultra wide lens it has fantastic macro photography it has fantastic night photography 
but the 80% of the photos you will take, which is with the main lens during the day, just aren't good enough. So that's why I wouldn't really consider it over the iPhone 11, which is at the same price. And even though like the OnePlus has a much better design. And yeah, uh, another honorable mention that I would like to, uh, that I would like to mention, because <laughs> like, uh, how I treat this category is like the phone uh, I would use if I had, if I had to choose one phone that came out last year to use all throughout 2020 without ever switching phones, what is the phone I use? Well, the obvious answer for me was the iPhone 11. Number two was the iPhone 11 Pro. But if I couldn't afford any of them, I would have gone for the Xiaomi Mi 90 Pro. I've used this phone for two months and honestly, I did not miss anything about flagship phones. Yes, the camera was not quite there. Yes, the battery life was good, but not great. Yes, the software needs work. Yes, it wasn't as speedy as I would like to, but for $400 or $1,500 here in Poland, it costs, it costs less than half of the iPhone 11's price here. Not even the 11 Pro regular 11s that is insane value if i were on a budget right now and needed to pick a phone i would take the mi 90 pro basically even if i had like 650 dollars if i was like 50 dollars shy of the iphone 11 well actually there's the iphone 10r but okay if i had 600 dollars and the iphone 10r didn't exist I would go for the Mi 90 Pro over like any of the more expensive Android phones like the Zenfone 6, like the Galaxy S10e, uh, like the S10 which is pretty uh, available under $600 right now. Um, yeah, it's better than any Android phone besides the Galaxy S10 and Note 10, S10 Plus and Note 10 Plus, which is a crazy recommendation for a phone in this price point. Yeah, so... Honorable mention, definitely, definitely. Fuck it, I'll change the rules. Number three spot goes to the Xiaomi Mi 90 Pro for just being an awesome all-around phone at a low price. So yeah, this wraps up my first podcast ever. That was certainly a fun experience and I am totally going to do that again. Uh, I think this episode actually is pretty trash, but hey, it's cool. We're learning here, and if you actually listen from the beginning to the end, uh, what the fuck are you doing with your life? <laughs> but no, honestly, jokes aside, I applaud you and I thank you so much, because yeah, it was actually a fun experience for me, even though I got stressed as fuck. But yeah, I love doing podcasts, it turns out. So I'm definitely going to either continue doing a tech podcast, or maybe start doing a uh, self-improvement podcast, who the fuck knows, but yeah, this was fun, so thank you, and hopefully see you next week, how about that, yeah, let's see you guys next week, cheers.